I have a truth that I want to share with you today that is one that is probably not uttered very often in church, but it probably should be. Um, and this is the truth. A lot of people have problems with God. And most of the problems that people have with God are rooted in a misconception that people often hold about God. Many of us have a misconception, for example, about what we can expect from a relationship with God. Many people, for example, um, because of their misconception about the relationship that they can have with God, have made statements like this to me in the past. I've given up on prayer. Prayer, uh, it, it doesn't do any good anyway because God never answers my prayers. When people say things like that to me, and as I said, people have said those kind of things in one form or fashion many times throughout the years, maybe you have too. Uh, when people say something like that or believe something like that, what they really mean is, I've given up on prayer because when I pray and ask God for something, He doesn't give me what I want. You see the difference? Because we, we don't really say it that way. We say, I, I, God doesn't answer my prayers, but what we're really saying is, God doesn't give me what I want when I pray. You see, the fact of the matter is, God is answering your prayers every single time. But because we, um, practically, we, we would never say it this way, but because our theology, because our practical theology is that we see God as a genie in the bottle, whose job it is to hear my wishes and then grant them, we have a problem. Because when we treat God like a genie in the bottle who doesn't answer our wishes, we just, we throw up our hands in frustration. And one of two things generally happens within us. We either give up on God altogether or more likely what happens is we become practical agnostics. Meaning, we, we still believe that there is a God, but we uh, begin to live our lives as though God doesn't really, uh, isn't really active in our lives because it doesn't make a difference. Well, what if I were to tell you this morning that there is a third option, that there is a better option to dealing with your frustrations. And the way to uh, begin understanding what that third option is, is to identify those misconceptions that you have about what you think a relationship with God ought to glean you. If that sounds interesting to you, if I still have you, I want you to open up your Bibles to Psalm chapter 37. And as you're doing that, uh, I'll give you a little, a little context that you need in order to understand the passage for today. In the Old Testament book of Psalms, um, you, you probably already knew this, but, but the, the Old Testament book of Psalms is actually a collection of songs and poems and, and um sayings, I guess you could say, that were used by the Jews in worship for centuries. And Christians now use the Psalms as part of their worship experience on a regular basis as well. Well, many of these Psalms were written by priests and uh, various other worship leaders within the uh, Jewish community, but probably most of them were written by King David. 
Now, who is King David? King David, as you may be aware, was, was a man who... Um, uh, there's a lot of good things I could say about King David, actually. Probably a lot of bad things I could say about King David, um, which means he was human. But probably the best thing or the most accurate thing I could say about King David to help you understand who he was is to let you know that he was known as a man after God's own heart. He was known as a man after God's own heart. Now, what does that mean? Basically, it means that David... David's heart was to be a reflection of God. He wanted to live his life in a way that pleased God most of all. Now, did he all the time? If you've read your Bible, any of the Old Testament uh, recently, you will know that he, his life was not a reflection of God all the time. He was human. He was sinful. He made lots of mistakes. But nevertheless, his heart was to be a reflection of God and God's love, to want what God wants most of all, which, by the way, is the perfect definition of lordship, to want what God wants most of all. And David was that, a man after God's own heart. Now, why is it important for me to um, um, accentuate that fact today? Because without knowing that about King David, you will, I will guarantee you, you will, if you haven't already, you will misinterpret the, the verse that I want to share with you today. King David wrote Psalm 37.4. And it says this. Delight in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I love that, don't you? That's one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. In fact, when I first became a Christian and I became aware of this passage, it was one of the first verses that I, I committed to memory. Because I love what it says. Delight in the Lord... And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, when I was a young Christian, this is how I interpreted that. If only I will love God, and I did, then I can believe that God will give me what I want. Delight in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Well, that sounds, that sounds right, doesn't it? Love God, and he'll give you what you want. Isn't that what it's saying? If you didn't know who David was, that's what you'd think. But what do we know about David? That David was a man after God's own heart, right? And what does that mean? It means that David's heart's desire was to want what God wants most of all. So, when you read, delight in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart, it does mean love God and He will give you what you want. But as you go just a little bit deeper, so you soon discover that by loving God, it means what David was talking about was, he was saying, when, you, when you're loving God, when you're in the process of loving God, when you're in the process of being in relationship with God, you will discover that the more time you spend with God, the more you, your life and your heart and your desires become a reflection of God. Did you hear what I just said? What you will discover is the more you delight in God, the more your life will be a reflection of who God is. So what we've been doing the last few weeks is we've been trying to unpack the meaning of lordship. Well, what I just described to you is lordship principle number three. Lordship principle 
number three is this. When you serve Jesus, when you serve God as Lord, you, your, your desires, your heart will be transformed. You will begin the process of being transformed. The more you find yourself delighting in God, what you will discover is that you, you who you are, your heart's desires will be transforming into what God wants most of all. And you'll discover your prayers begin to change and transform because you're delighting in God. Now, some people, they may hear all this and they go, okay, you know, that makes sense to me. And, and I'm discovering that the biggest problem I have here is that maybe I should just stop asking for things at all. Maybe I should just spend my time just being thankful in my relationship with God. Maybe I should just be thankful instead of thinking, God, I need this or God, I want that. And if that's the way you go with this, I want you to know that that's not necessarily the worst uh, direction a Christian could go. But I want you to know that's not necessarily what God wants for you. Does God want you to be thankful? Absolutely. But you need to know this as well. As a, a good parent, as any good parent would, God wants to bless his children. He wants to bless you. But like any other good parent... God's not going to give you everything you ask for if it's not helpful. If it doesn't help to reflect Him. So, you might ask, first of all, I want you to understand is that this transformation process, remember the third principle is lordship leads to transformation. It's, li it's literally a process. You don't become transformed. Your desires don't become transformed just like that. It is a process. So um, what you'll discover is this. You might ask the question, well, how can I know if my desires are being transformed? Is there a litmus test for it? And there is. There's actually some things that you can ask yourself that will help you to test whether or not you are in the process of being transformed. And, and these are some things you can do or ask that will help. The first one is this. Is that what you really want? Do you really want to be transformed? You see, what I believe is that there's a lot of people who want to say that Jesus is my Lord, but they really want what they want. So be honest and authentic with yourself. Do I really want what God wants? And if you determine, because you're being honest with yourself, that you really want what you want and not what God wants, then stop complaining because your prayers aren't being fulfilled. Did you hear that? Just be honest. Do I want what God wants? Because if you really don't and you want what you want, you have no right to expect God to answer your prayers. That's kind of harsh, isn't it? It's the truth. Second thing you can ask, litmus test, question, is examine my, you need to examine your motives. Are my, are my motives, when I have these requests, when I make these requests, these desires, are my motives selfish and self-centered? Because if your motives are selfish and self-centered, there's a real good chance they're not reflecting 
God. Third thing you could ask yourself is you need to check humility. Am I humble enough to believe that I don't know everything? And I don't know how everything fits together. In fact, the only one that, that is that smart and understands all how everything fits together is God. Which means that if you are coming to God with a humble spirit, I can trust that however God chooses to answer my prayer is the best way to answer my prayer. So as you come forward to receive communion this morning, this is what God is inviting you to do as we, as we unpack this whole concept of lordship. He's asking you to check your heart. Do you really want what he wants? Check your motives. Am I selfish and self-centered? And check for humility. Do I believe that God knows better than I do? And do I trust that however he answers those prayers is the way they should be answered in the first place?